Assalamu alaikum everybody, this is your Arabic teacher Sam and a very warm welcome to episode 27 I believe it is, is it 27 Muhammad? Yeah. Yeah. Episode 27 of the Arabic with Sam podcast. How are you guys doing today? In front of me, I am honoured and very blessed to be joined by our brother Muhammad, very active brother, very active student in the comment section and everything. And um, yeah, so f- yeah, firstly I suppose actually I'll apologise if you can hear any music in the background. We are enjoying a heavenly desserts. Um, they're not sponsors of the channel, so don't go there. Um, don't, don't, don't give them any of your business until they're sponsors of the channel. And um, yeah, so that's where we are at the moment. We're enjoying a lovely, cu- a lovely cup of coffee. And uh, yeah, so we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, we're probably only going to take 20 minutes, something yeah. about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. We'll have a little chat about Muhammad's experience on the program, uh, why he joined the program, and uh, what on earth he wants to get up to with his Arabic afterwards, maybe. So I'm going to put this, um, I'm going to put my recording device in between us. Those of you who are listening, um, actually, if yet, if Yeti, if, if Blue Yeti mics are out there, can you sponsor the podcast, please? Because we could do with a new microphone. Um, <laughs> I have, I have actually written to, to um, Blue Yeti mics and said to them, "Give me a microphone for free, and I'll use it in all my episodes." And they didn't respond to me. Um, the, believe it or not, believe it or not, they didn't respond to me. So we're going to pop this in the middle. We're going to keep an eye on the little spikes that we can see to make sure that it is recording our voices. And uh, Assalamu alaikum, Muhammad. Uh, assalamu alaikum, Sam. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, really happy and excited to, to meet with you and talk with you and, uh, and talk cool. about my own experiences and stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Thank you for coming all the way down from, from up near Liverpool, where you're yeah. from, up near the north. I give the north a hard time whenever I talk about <laughs> the north, which I shouldn't do because it, it is beautiful up there in the north of England. But, um, so, yeah, so, so thank you for coming down to my, my hometown in Northampton to come and speak to me. Um, yeah, so um, I suppose we'll start with just a little bit about you, maybe, because um, I'm hoping that you're going to be one of the mentors on the new program, because the yeah, new sure the new it. Arabic in 60 Steps program has mentors, as we've obviously talked about, but just for the benefit of the audience, um, something something new that I'm really excited about this year with, with running the new Arabic in 60 Steps program is that we actually assign mentors to each of the new students. And um, yeah, so you have someone who checks in with you every week to make sure that you are right. And the, the main point of it is to keep students accountable, really. Um, but that's that's the main point of it. So, so yeah. I'd like I'd like first and foremost to introduce yourself. Um, talk a little bit about kind of how we've ended up here, how we became friends, and how, and how why we know each other, and um, how the program's gone and stuff like that. Yeah, Hopefully. sound good. Yeah, that's great. I mean, um, I mean, my name is uh, Muhammad Wilkinson, and um, and well, basically, I I am someone who who used to live in Saudi Arabia. And uh, my father is a convert to Islam, and he married my mother, who is Egyptian. And um, and we, we lived in Saudi Arabia. And then uh, when I was 15, we came to the UK. And when I was in Saudi Arabia, I did pick up um, some Arabic. I picked up how to read and write Arabic, but uh, but I didn't really speak it very much. And I I kind of lost a lot of interest in the Arabic. And the the strange thing was when I went to school. Right, I was kind of seen as a kind of exotic uh, foreigner kind of thing, <laughs> because they would they would know that I know how to read and write Arabic. They were like, "Oh, c- can you write can you write our names in, in Arabic?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." Right, and so that kind of slowly but surely kind of it, it, it rekindled my love for Arabic and you know my desire to to get fluent at it. So, right. so what so what kind of stage in your life did you make a decision to to take learning Arabic a bit more seriously? I, I would say it, I would say it, it was sometime after university mm-hmm. when I'm when when well you see because I because I gone to university and I you know I did a master's in, in biological sciences there in the University of Liverpool and uh, and then I and then I went into teaching or teacher training for maths but it it just didn't connect with me because 
I was doing a lot of reading of just the, you know, the Sirat of the Prophet, uh, uh, the stories of the Muslims and stuff like that, and, and Islamic literature and, and, and the Quran in general. And that's where, where my interest was, and that's when I realized that really that's, where I, that's the environment I want to be in. I want to be in that environment. I want to be able to access that environment. The, and that and uh, nice. I decided I also want to teach Arabic but the thing is I don't know any Arabic <laughs> that is a problem yeah. <laughs> other than how to read and write it and uh, and then that's when that's when I, I saw your your uh, your video Sam on uh, Arabic with Sam I started looking up because I started doing some self-studying so I got myself Arabic through the Quran I got myself um, some Arabic dictionaries, and then I started watching your videos and trying to learn, trying to learn Arabic for free through YouTube. And I saw your videos, and I was like, "Oh, this is an interesting person," you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You know, you, you, uh, I think I saw your first video where you talked about, you know, you're, you're coming into Islam and uh, and then and, and studying Arabic in university. And I, and I know I was kind of hooked on it, hooked on your on your on yourself as a person, on your life, and uh, that's and, cool. Uh, you know. So like. So, so did you kind of encounter other resources and stuff? Like, what, what, when, when you kind of decide that you want to take learning Arabic a bit more seriously, is kind of turning to YouTube the first thing? That well, you did? well, so it was there was that, and then I found because uh, I, I I didn't want to really spend money on it, so I I, I, I found things like the Medina Arabic. Uh, there's um, they have their own website with with like eighty lessons now and counting, mm. but they don't put lessons up there that frequently. But uh, but yeah, and. And the idea in your mind, when you find like a resource, like a book or um, or that Medina Arabic, and you think, okay, every day I'm going to do a lesson or so, and then you and then you fall off the wagon, as mm -hmm. it were, right? Um, but anyway, so so it was always in my mind, and then at the same time, I had to do my own kind of personal life, find a job, or uh, and do other things, or other things happening in my life, uh, and it kind of put the priority for learning Arabic kind of went down, you see. Um, so how do you like what, what I'd be interested to know is how do you go from sort of because in, in my mind I kind of equate not wanting to spend money on learning Arabic to not really being that serious like in, in my mind that's what I kind of equate so right. so obviously currently you're a student on, on my program at the moment yeah. so how what, what kind of takes you from a place of of, of not really wanting to, to spend money on a program to spending a bit of money on, on my program what, what kind of takes you well, to that it's the results that you get so you know um, I, I think you're correct in what you said or your assumption. I think in my mind, Arabic was, if I were to put my priorities on a list, Arabic was number five, number six, number seven. It was very low, right, compared to other things I wanted to do, right? And it's only now when it's become number one on my list or number two, right? I'm kind of memorizing the Quran is kind of equating with that, but uh, number one, if you like. That's when I decided I have to dedicate time to it, I have to dedicate my life to it, I have to dedicate my money to it, you know? Uh, and it's really a shift in priority. And then that's when I feel I, I was able to part with my money and, and be able to commit myself with my money, with my time. Uh, and, you know, and I've been consistent with that for the past month or so. Um, yeah. And yeah, you know, that's... Yeah, that's cool. I mean, we, you know, we, we've actually, um, for those of you who are listening, I suppose you, you won't appreciate that. Mohammed and I have just spent probably two hours together, haven't we? Sort of yeah. just talking about everything, really. I, I kind of gave Mohammed a bit of a tour of uh, my hometown, and we talked a little bit about um, 
um, a little bit about kind of um, being in a position to, to kind of part with money to actually do a program and what sort of things you should be paying for. Because I was kind of because I was saying earlier that actually like you can access Arabic for free, right? Like yeah. you can access people who speak Arabic for free. You can access resources for free online. You can you know even someone like myself who who does encourage people to invest in their journey. Like even even I have you know multiple things every week that people can watch for free and stuff but the things that you're paying for are are structure and accountability and support and stuff like that and actually yeah. the reason why I encourage it not, not even just for my program I think people should pay for other programs if those programs are right for them and the reason for it is because firstly like firstly students should be in, should make an investment to it like sometimes I've taught free programs in the past and I have a free program now and like the results of it even though it, even though more people access it fewer people complete it right. like I, I have this little program called Arabic in six steps which yeah. is free and like far fewer people com- complete it than complete my larger program that, that people pay for and it's, it's not because it's less accessible it's because they haven't paid for it do you know what I mean like yeah. it's, that, that, that's just sometimes a that's sure. sometimes a reality and, and you know sorry sorry just, just one last thing that I'd say about that is is actually I think when you invest in some programs they actually save you time and money in the long run right. you know what I mean like I, I think I think the solution that a lot of Arabic teachers offer when they offer a paid program is like the alternative to it you might spend you might spend years of your life trying to find out the answers to things that a teacher can solve for you in a few minutes yeah like people need to ask themselves how much are those years worth to them you know like so some people don't want to spend three years to, to get to a really basic level whereas if they pass it with a little bit of money number one they can support the livelihood of, of an Arabic teacher in their community or whatever and then they can actually achieve what they wanted to much quicker yeah. you know that's, that's just kind of part of my thinking yeah and, I mean you know. what I wanted to, I want to go back a little bit like when I was following your uh, your, your YouTube channel and uh, and you were doing the February giveaway oh yeah you know and for me that was honestly like I have achieved things but achieving that, that you know got, getting that 501 verbs uh, that felt very special to me you know even though it's, it's not like it's not like a big thing it's not everyone know, I, don't, I don't care about that it, for me it felt like a big achievement because you know I, I followed your videos I, I put together an email and for some reason you felt that that was the best email and that made me feel well maybe I have a bit more to myself than yeah, I, yeah. you know than I, than I think you know like, uh, it, it, it helped with my confidence and stuff and then uh, and then other things came into play in my own life and then that's why I kind of dropped the whole thing so I kept I kept I subscribed to your channel but I kind of dropped uh, as I say the priority of learning Arabic kind of dropped because I, I thought I needed to do something else right and it's only now that I really 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 want to get into it I really want to learn it I really want to teach it I want to learn it for myself and I want to teach it to uh, to be a source of livelihood for myself as well um, and and that's when I, that's when I'm when when I saw your video because I saw your video it was 20 minutes and I like when you, when you started it, you started like, oh, please, you know, just uh, just give me your time, you know, 20 minutes. I was like, Sam, I'm going to give you my time, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry, Sam. <laughs> you know, I've made the commitment, I'm going to watch this 20 minutes, right? Anyway, and there were things in there that you said, I don't know why, but it really resonated with me. Um, you were saying um, your goal... Uh, is to is for student retention, and the thing is, when you were saying that, you see, I've I, I've been in, I've done things and then quit them. You see, so I I was that I was that person who did things, started things. For example, 
there's a there's another a Japanese guy who has a, a website similar to what you had your foundations of Arabic you pay 50 pounds for the year and then you have access to all these materials and my idea was okay I'm gonna pay 50 pounds and learn Japanese I didn't learn I learned very little um, because I didn't commit my time to it. and there's many examples where I've, I've started things and quit and so when you said in your video your goal was to retain students and then you went on to, to, to explain how you're going to do it. You're going to have mentors, you're going to have the financial incentive, you, you, it's an upgraded version of a previous one and all this stuff. So I just realized, you know, Sam might actually be, might have made a program that I can actually go from step one all the way to step 60. Yeah. And that alone would be an achievement, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, subhanAllah. Like I, I think like t taking that step to kind of to kind of make my program so focused around retention is a bit of a risk on my end in that, like the reason why I've done it is because like, I've probably had 300 students go through my program now. And when I've just observed the way they behave and, and just generally like students just who I've met and stuff and who I've even studied with myself and even my own efforts to kind of self-study Arabic, like I, I find like, and I've said for a really long time, this little, this little kind of expression that I've kind of coined is that the best Arabic program is the one you're actually gonna finish. Like, no matter how good a program is, no matter how cool it's, and no matter how like nicely the book's designed, no matter how many degrees the teacher has, if you're not finishing it, there's no point, really. Like, really, it's all, it's all in vain if you're not gonna finish it. Yeah. But like, so that's right. Like in my head, like I, I, d I decided to build a curriculum that is built for students to finish it and put systems in place, like you said, to, to get students to finish it. But like, from like a marketing standpoint, or for me to try to reach out to more students, it's a real risk for me because, like there are some things that students want. Like if I marketed a marketed a program and I was like, learn Arabic in, in 14 days. That's what people want. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. what people want. That's in line with what they feel like they want. Yeah. But people don't want to be retained. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like if I say to people, oh, this is a great program. We will retain you. No. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But so, it makes sense because we, we, I think the, 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 the more sensible people will understand that language acquisition takes time. Mm. And so, although I'm, I've done, I'm in step 40 now, and I've done that what, in the space of three weeks, I'm not going to, I'm going to revisit those things that I've gone over, right? But anyway, the point is, language acquisition takes time. You, you don't learn your language in, in, a, in a month. You learn your language over six months or a year. Mm. And... Uh, and that's why retention is important because you want to inculcate a new habit, a new habit of studying Arabic every day, which is what I felt your program would do for me. It would be something I can build a habit around of studying Arabic every day, and that would be the first foot, uh, you know, step. Okay. And your your sixty steps would be the first. Step. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I sometimes I do that. Like I, it it seems like I'm doing it on purpose, but I'm not. Sometimes I. I throw in expressions like, um, you know, you just need to learn one step at a time and stuff. And it's obviously leading back to my program, Arabic 60 Steps, isn't it? But, but, I, but I promise it's not, it's not always deliberate, um, deliberate plugs for my own program. But, but I, I suppose I kind of, um, at this stage, I suppose we, we've been talking for, I don't know, 15 minutes or whatever. I'd like us to kind of talk a bit about how you're finding the program generally, because most of these episodes of the podcast, I'll just kind of pick a topic that I think the students will benefit from, and I just give as much as I can. But I yeah. think I think having yourself here is a good opportunity for us to like just delve into like the nitty gritty of what is actually inside the program, because yeah. um, I, don't, I don't often talk about that. Like there often isn't kind of the format and the time and, and, and the student in front of me to testify to that this stuff is in the program. So, um, so I suppose we'll start off with like quite a broad question of just like. 
you know, what is your experience like with it? Well, we'll start with something quite broad like that, and then we'll we'll get into the specifics of like what steps are particularly useful or whatever for you. But yeah. so um so 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 yeah. So just how has your experience been with the program generally? Like how long have you been on it for? And um. And, and have you found it to be accessible, I suppose? Right. I think I, I signed up for the program, I think I, if I remember correctly, either 27th or 28th of February. And so I've been more or less uh, going through the program for the best part of three weeks. I'm on step 40 at the minute. Um, and I, I've been, I've been, I gave myself a kind of quote, a quota of two steps a day. And there have been some days where I've done three and four there have been days where I've done one or zero, right? But, you know, overall, I, I think on average, I've probably been doing two steps a day. Um, and I would say in the very beginning, I would say the first 20 or so steps, it, it was kind of addicting. It was kind of enjoyable just just being in that bubble of, of, of because you're, you're in the beginning, right? The Because the, I've been through that kind of first initial bit of grammar in, in other books and myself studying. So I kind of, I was able to do three lessons in an hour. Mm. It got to a point very quickly where each lesson would take an hour of my time, but I enjoyed kind of just sitting down and doing that, just being, uh, do your video and then do the challenges and, 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 and write all those notes down and all the vocabulary. It, it, it became fun to, to just kind of do that. Um, you know, I, I would just mention for the other students out there that it's not common for students to join and be on step 40 within a month. Do you know what I mean? You're saying that you kind of joined on the 27th of February yeah. or whatever, um, and now we're what 28th of March or something. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not common for that to be the case. But like, it, but you know, but but very fast progress in the program can absolutely be done, right? Like I've deliberately yeah. done it so that the, the pace is self-directed, and um, you know, so so there are students out there who can finish it in a matter of months. Yeah. You know, like with the new program, the program that's available now. I've, I've written it to be completed in six months really that's kind of the idea right. that's why we have six months of mentorship like 60, 60 steps you know those first kind of initial 10 months like you've, you've just made a bit of an investment you're a bit more invested you're quite enthusiastic for those first sort of six months and that's you know like, I, I envisage that students who are committed and enthusiastic could probably do 10 steps a month like I yeah. think students do you know a couple a week or every now and again do three a week or whatever they can they can probably achieve that yeah. so um, yeah I, I just wanted to mention that that like yeah, yeah. <laughs> most students don't don't yeah. you know you know it's most common for students to finish it in sort of you know nine ten months or something yeah. like that if students are real beginners in the beginning yeah. so um yeah so so I wanted to ask you as well like how kind of how practical would you say it is? Like, obviously, there is quite a grammar approach in my program, and I, I think sometimes, especially us kind of English speakers, our experience of grammar in school and stuff is usually pretty boring. Like, I wanted to ask you, how practical have you found it? Like, the sort of lessons that you have, like, have you noticed grammar and vocabulary that you've learned actually you know, you'd be able to implement and understand on a daily basis at all? So, there's two things I want to say about that. Firstly, in terms of reading Arabic and stuff, um, reading the Quran and understanding that you're 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 building a vocabulary of virtually a thousand words, um, and and then and then you're teaching us the grammar to be able to understand how things are structured the way they are. So in that sense, uh, it is practical. In terms of being able to you know go out from your studying your sixty steps and then going out to speak, you no, know, speaking itself is a practice you need to practice. Um, it's a skill you need to practice. So. Um, it's like, like as I say, I, I visit the Syrian um, 
friend of mine and I try to speak Arabic with him but because I haven't spoken Arabic I don't practice speaking Arabic it's very difficult to remember uh, is it the, the present tense right here and then the, and then this and that and like this or the present tense first person like this it's very difficult to understand uh, to, to recall it there but it's very easy for me to be able to read the text and kind of like understand it like especially with your translation challenges it's very easy for me to look at the Arabic and go, I know what the English is. It's a little bit harder for me to go from the Arabic to the English, but when I sit down and I give myself two or three minutes, it's easy. But, uh, but to, to just kind of come out with speaking, that's a, a lot harder, and that comes with practice. And um, Yeah, what I, what I want to say is that the grammar, because you give a lot of examples, right, and I think that's, that's a big strength in the, in the program, and... Uh, and the grammar as well. Uh, the grammar it, it helps you understand the structure of the, of, of the thing. But what we also need is uh, a lot of examples, a lot of exposure to vocabulary, more vocabulary and stuff like that. And there are other things you can do for that, uh, which is accessing. So after the program, you want to get us to be independent. And that's when we have to start reading Arabic texts for our own and to be able to acquire more language, you see. But I, I do believe it will get me to that point where, you know, where, where I start to feel more confident, you know? You know, there's, there's two things that I kind of wanted to um, kind of wanted to add, I suppose, to what you were saying. Like the, the, the first thing was about managing expectations for speaking. You know, because even just in our language, in English, when we talk about any language, we say, oh, I'm studying Spanish. People say, oh, so do you speak it pretty well? Like we, we have, in, in English, it's sort of synonymous, speaking and knowing. Yeah. They're kind of synonymous when we talk about language. Yeah. But you get people in Arabic who are, firstly, you get people who are fluent but can't speak. You get people who are fluent readers and writers, right, of Arabic but can't speak. Yeah. And like, so there is a is real difficulty with most of my students being, you know, like I, I particularly write my curriculum for people in USA, UK and Canada. And like, to manage those expectations can be quite hard yeah. um, to say to students like, like look, we, we can absolutely equip you with the language and the skills to be able to speak, but speaking is not just is not just a, a, a bit of knowledge that you learn. It's, no. it's a skill that That's you right. practice. Like, right. like you need to practice and refine the skill of yeah. implementing the things we'll teach you. Yeah. And that that's not something we can force you to do. No. Do you know what I mean? Like that, that's something that yeah. people need to create an environment for themselves where they need to yeah. use it. And even if it's as simple as, you know, what, what I do a lot, like I obviously don't live in an Arab country and I don't have tons of Arab friends. Like, I really put into practice just speaking to myself in the car a lot and stuff. Like, just little yeah. things like that throughout your life where you're articulating yourself, using the vocab and, yeah. and the grammar that you learn in lessons. And uh, I can't remember what the second thing that you, you mentioned was that I, I thought, oh, yeah, about examples, actually, in yeah. the program. So, like, I, like I'm, a, I'm a person who was really inspired to learn Arabic just because I think Arabic has a whole world of wisdom and texts and experiences that are all locked up in this Arabic language world and, to own, and we can only access them with Arabic. And I just like throughout the program, even from the very beginning, just to sprinkle some of those things in. Do you know what I mean? Like if even something very simple that we learn in the beginning, like basic phrases or basic sentences, like if I can take something just from a bit of Arabic poetry or, or whatever, right, and just, just bring it to my students in those early stages, like that's, that's something that I think is, is unique and yeah. just really nice about my program. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, Every so it, for each particular lesson, uh, you know, I'm able to understand the 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 Arabic that's in it. You know what I mean. So when I'm in step forty, I understand the Arabic sentences and in, in challenge three, for example, right? I understand what that what what I'm reading, and they're not they're not basic basic stuff. You know, some of them is uh, you know about. Uh, 
Jupiter has a certain number of moons. That's that's that's, that's not that's not basic Arabic, you know. But uh, but it's nice to be able to go with that and and the meaning kind of sits in your brain. Oh yeah, you might not be able to. You might not be able to say, you know, al mashhari and or ladei mashharu sabaat maran or whatever, or sabaun gamarun gamarun because that was a numbers lesson. <laughs> you know, it might not be it might not be easy to recollect that in speaking, but when you see it in, out in front of you, black and white, it's easy to understand. And then you can look at if you're reading Quran, you can see how the Quran is translated, and that helps you even more. You see, uh, like that. That's uh, that's for me. Good stuff. So, I mean, you know, we, we won't take too much longer. I mean, I'd really just like to kind of talk to you a bit about your ambitions afterwards, I suppose. Because right. um, obviously at the beginning of the program, a lot of the time students, they don't really know what they're going to end up with. Yeah. You know, like you, students are kind of, um, I don't know if it's unconscious, Un- unconsciously unconscious or whatever <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> there are those different different levels yeah, of, of learning or that kind of thing, yeah. yeah yeah but like in the beginning obviously students can't they're not advanced Arabic students they don't really even yeah. know what that looks like yet yeah. so I just kind of wanted to wanted to ask you like as someone like yourself you've been through two thirds of the program now yeah. like what, what do you kind of see yourself being able to access and, and also career wise obviously like I'm like obviously I'm so happy to have you as someone who wants to be one of the mentors for my yeah. future students so that's that's just an amazingly rewarding process for me to have seen right to have seen someone go from out there in the internet world of all of these different Arabic teachers and stuff somehow come across my work somehow trust me enough to invest in my program and now get to a stage where you can now be teaching future students like that's that's pretty special to me like that's something pretty cool so like um, yeah I wanted to ask you kind of firstly about what you see yourself being able to access in Arabic like what we use your Arabic for and then also um, in terms of Arabic teaching what what, what are your goals right so firstly um I had I had two goals, a kind of uh, worldly and a kind of spiritual goal. The first goal was to uh, understand the Quran just when I'm reading it, you know. That, so it, definitely, and I also have the goal of memorizing the Quran, and that alone, when you when I read the translation and read the Quran, that helps me understand the Arabic of the Quran, um, which is own kind of it has its own kind of eloquence, but. Um, yeah, so it, there, there was that side just to be able to help me, give me that kind of foundation, uh, the, and then and then I also do want to teach Arabic. I, I want to teach other people Arabic because I, the way I see it is, I feel the Quran is like one of the most important aspects of our lives, and when. I when when I when I lived without reading it or without interacting with it, my life was much emptier. But when you when you live with it, uh, it's an important part of the day, and it makes the day fuller. It, the day feels as if you've accomplished something when you've interacted with the Quran. That I don't feel when I've done other things. And so I want to teach Arabic uh, to be able to help other other people appreciate that and 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 to upgrade themselves. Another thing I wanted to say was that I've always seen like I've always seen myself. I've always felt that my potential was to pick up other languages and to upgrade myself and I felt that part of my ideal version of myself was someone who knew Arabic and so I've always kind of put that down but now I've realized that I should actually pursue that so so it's, it's, it's more to it's more because I want to realize the ideal version of myself I also want to interact with the Quran at a deeper level and I also want to teach other people as well um, in terms of uh, what I'm going to do afterwards, well, you see, um, I understand that 
because I'm going through the course quite quickly, there are things that I'm weak at or forgotten. I'm going to go over the, I'm going, I'm, I've joined the upgraded course. I'm going to go through that as well. I'm going to study, now I have more commitment because I built up a habit of studying Arabic. I'm going to go through the Arabic, through the Quran book. I'm going to go through the, a new Arabic grammar, uh, grammar book. And I'm also, I'm also subscribed to a website called Link where I can actually read Arabic content and each word is basically, I can get the definition of each word. So I'm able to kind of work through material um, in, a, in, a, in a kind of, uh, you know, systematic way. And so now I, I can actually, I can even import content. From physical books, I take a picture and then extract the words and, and goes on to link. So I can actually interact with content through link. And now I, and my goal then is not just to read English novels, but to read Arabic novels uh, and just acquire more Arabic that way. Can, yeah. can, you, can you just spell out um, the website link for us, just in case any of my, yeah, any of my yeah, students yeah. So benefit from it? It's, it's spelled L-I-N-G-Q.com, right? It's really, really good. It's um, founded by a person called Steve Kaufman. He knows 18 languages. Now he's currently studying Arabic and Farsi. So, you know, he, he's actually joining us on our Arabic learning journey. So, uh, no, he's, he's a very cool guy. And, and I think Link, the website, is also a very, very, very useful website to learn languages. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely cool. I, I haven't had the opportunity to go and look at it yet, but I, you know, you know, I definitely will do, inshallah. And I suppose just to finish off, um, you, know, uh, you know, interpret this question as you will. But um, whenever I have someone on the podcast, I really just want to get, you know, I, I want to just know what your advice is for the Arabic students out there. Yeah, because, I, 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 yeah. I'd written some. I, I wanted to, to give other people some tips because I, I, I'd written some advices that I had, um, and I've said some of it already, but. So the, the, the first thing is to get the Hansberry Dictionary, right? Uh, I got this recently, because so first I got, the, I got the Arabic Oxford Dictionary, and that's kind of cool because when you look up the root, it also then shows you, you know, in subsequent words, the, um, it, it shows you the other forms of that word, but the problem is because it's an Arabic to English and English to Arabic, limited number of words, whereas the Hansberry is only Arabic to English, and within that paragraph of the of the root word it also shows you you know it says uh, v and then it tells you the meaning so that's actually the form five of that word and it tells you the meaning so i would i would i would read the hands for a dictionary with a table of the verb forms so that for example if you if you if you if you if you come across the word alama and then it says the form uh, Three of that is ta'allama, right? Uh, so it will say three, and then and then you use that table of forms to be able to know what you what that is, what that looks like. Uh, that, I think that's the best way to read the hands for a dictionary. That's the first one. Second point is you need to you need to actually start reading more Arabic. Uh, so link, you know, definitely read. You're not going to acquire a lot of Arabic just through grammar and stuff. You you need to start reading and read a lot more. Read the Quran as well because the Quran has a lot of grammar a lot of uh, sorry a lot of words uh, and, uh, and and that's what that's what's going to help you access things bigger vocabulary is what's, what's, what's going to help you understand things right um, anything else before we any, go anything else before we go uh, oh yeah, yeah you definitely have to study the language every day it can't be something you do one hour once a week it has to be done you know half an hour one hour it has to be something you do every day mm. you have to interact with the language every day yeah, um, and, there, and there are lots and lots of resources. There's, um, there's the uh, animal stories from the Quran series on YouTube. It's an Arabic fusha, right? Nice. And, uh, and, and, and honestly, the, 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 
the stories of the prophet, but told through the perspectives of animals, right? It's very interesting, you know, it talks about the camel of uh, Saleh and the, the wolf from Yunus and uh, Yusuf, sorry, Yusuf, uh, like this. So, 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 you know, that's interesting. That's definitely uh, consume content, consume Arabic content uh, through either videos or, 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 uh, or books, you know? Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, Jazakallah khair for being here and uh, for coming no, onto the very podcast. Happy for being um, here, yeah. I suppose just a few kind of final things that I'll kind of add to that is um, you know, first, I think those are some incredible and really good advices. And firstly, the consi- implementing consistency in your studies, like it's um, consistency is a is a superpower of the children of Adam. <laughs> like if, if you really want to achieve something great, like yeah. it requires an amount of consistency and over a, a, over a serious amount of time as well. Yeah. You know, like that, that's something. Even if it's not a lot, do you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I think most people in their day can fit in twenty minutes to half an hour yeah. somewhere in their day. Do you know, yeah. what? like realistically, and like one of the one of the main reasons behind this podcast and why it's kind of one of my aspirations to make it a daily podcast eventually is um is so that people can whether they're in the gym or on a commute or whatever they can listen to a lesson for 20 minutes yeah. every day do you know what i mean that that's kind of one of the main philosophies behind this podcast and then um and then what you mentioned about immersing yourself in content because if you you know like i i know from my podcast most of my listeners are in the u.s um big shout out to you guys in california especially california is my best state out there right, big right. shout out to the guys in california but um yeah, so like if you're in those environments, you don't have the privilege of just overhearing Arabic when you're at the coffee shop. Do you know what I mean? You don't have that privilege. So like you need to you need to supplement that with the ample resources that that, that Allah has allowed us to uh, to yeah, access right exactly. through the power of the internet. Yeah. So so I definitely say that another thing is something that we kind of overlook sometimes is, and this is an advice that we'll just kind of end on for the real beginners. Get really good at the Arabic script, please. Like a lot of the time, people. A lot of the time, I'm serious, man. Like, like I've taught a lot of students who kind of rush through it. Do you know what I mean? And then, like, like I, I think, I think it will help you so much in the long Absolutely. run if you've yeah. got like a really good grasp on the Arabic script. Yeah. Because, and it's not something like obviously you and I were talking about it earlier, but it's yeah. not something that is hard to like. You don't need immersion. Do you know what I mean to no, achieve yeah. knowledge of the Arabic you script? Need you time. You, you need yeah. You need a you need a pen and paper, and you you need yeah. the bit the knowledge, right? I mean, so like, I mean, going back to that, I I taught my friend. I, I spent a week with him, and even two years later, he can still he can read the Quran very slowly, but he can read it. And I taught him my I taught him how to read the Arabic by making them write out the letters and, and, and joining them up and, and, and words and stuff. It altogether it took 20 hours, right? So that, that could be that could be how long you need to put in, 20 mm. hours over the span of a week. Yeah. Apparently other people learn in an afternoon, mm. you yeah, know? Yeah. But I'd say like even if even if you are a student who it takes 20 hours, right? Like as you say, like I've I've known people learn it in a, in a few hours, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like those twen- that 20 hours to just get good at reading and writing the script, that will save you hours and That's hours right. off of the rest of your experience. Right. Like I've, yeah. you know, like I, you know, I, I don't even mean you need to have like perfect like nusk yeah, handwriting. Yeah. Like I'm not yeah. even talking about that. Like if you have some bad handwriting, no problem. Like that's not that's not a problem. Like I, you might even notice, Mohammed. Like in book one especially, I leave the gaps for writing particularly big. Um, oh, right, ju- just right. for beginners really? who's, who oh, their right. writing is probably going to be a bit big and messy. Like, right. but like I've talked about people in the past who slow down their process so much because to write to copy out some notes will take them an hour. I Do you see. know what I mean? So like. Um, and then that, that's another good advice as well for people doing the GCSE exam for people doing the GCSE writing exam writing speed will be the difference between you getting a 9 and an 8 or the difference between you getting an 8 and a 7 they do numbers by the way these days Mohammed. obviously it's been, oh, really? been a while since you and I were both at school I but that, yeah. yeah but I they, do, they do numbers now yeah so yeah. like 
because yeah, I mean, you know, like you know, like because the quicker you can write, the more time you can have for planning, yeah. right? Like I think, think the well, the, the writing exam used to be fifty-five minutes, and like I had students who could just write; they could just bang out like hundred words a minute. They could just and the, and the whole exam is like three hundred words, so they could just spend like the first forty-five minutes planning if they want to, yeah. and then just and then just bang it out in yeah, five yeah, minutes yeah, the actual yeah. writing. So, so um, so that would be my last advice. I think we should wrap it up because we've been I here for so, yeah. been here for just over half an hour. Yeah. So um, for the final time. Uh, Jazakallah Khair Mohammed for coming on the uh, for coming on the podcast. Really, really look forward to introducing you to some of the new students who you'll be mentoring, yeah. inshallah, in the coming year. And uh, for the rest of you on the podcast, um, yeah, there's nothing else left to say to you guys. Really, just enjoy it. Um, you know, we've recently on the podcast reached um, twenty thousand downloads, which is yeah. absolutely means the world to me. Um, you know, for, first and foremost, we thank Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala for that. But um, but uh, it's through your hands that, that Allah has allowed us to achieve that at, uh, at the Arabic with Sam content and stuff. So um, have a really nice day, guys. Have a really nice week. Um, and uh, catch you guys later. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Oh, the next podcast. Good shout, actually, Muhammad. What, what do you think it should be about? Have you got any good ideas? Not, no. We'll put you uh, on the spot now. You put me on the spot. I'll put, I'll put you on the spot, mate. Uh, <laughs> no, so I, I have a couple lined up, actually. I have yeah, a couple of plans. Yeah, so, um, yeah so, so one that I have planned, actually, is um, a little seminar on the different uses of the word ma. Um, oh, there's about yes, yes, there's yes, about yes, there's yes. about there's about yeah. ten um, in Arabic, and um, that's one. Another one is essential Arabic for Muslim entrepreneurs. Um, you know, because there's you know there's just some really good words for kind of the words that you don't often hear, like words for entrepreneurship, words for marketing, words for oh, yeah. um, d- you know different social media platforms and yeah. stuff. They're just kind of modern and interesting terms in Arabic. So maybe something like that. Now you put me on the spot, Mohammed. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I, I, I like both of those ideas. You know. All right, guys, we're gonna sign out.